0: I would challenge anybody who in your darkest time when you're the most frustrated or hurt or whatever mood that you just feel like you can't do anything. If you just one little thing, just find something to be grateful for, it really ignites your soul to look at things to be grateful for versus focusing on everything that could be wrong. Hi, I'm Deanna Robbins. And I'm Christy North. Welcome to Pieces of a Woman podcast, where we explore all the pieces that make up a woman, mind, body, and soul. We are two everyday women who have survived, thrived, been defeated, humbled, and spent our lives committed to embracing all complexities of being a woman. This podcast is dedicated to all women, all women searching for real conversations. We are gonna be exploring everything from sexuality, Aging, menopause, physical and mental health, spirituality, marriage, divorce, and blended families, everything is on the table, except politics. Every episode will be committed to engaging conversations that will include interviews with influential women, leaders, healers, authors, and good friends. Thank you for taking this journey with us. It's Thanksgiving week. I know, I love it. Is it your favorite holiday? I think you know you're getting old when Thanksgiving's your favorite holiday. (laughs) Isn't that kind of one of those rite of passages If Thanksgiving becomes your favorite holiday? You can pretty much say you've aged yourself. No, I don't think it's an age (laughs) thing. Okay, so why is Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? That's the question. Why is it your favorite holiday? So for me, it's the day, at least it used to be the day that everybody came together at my house. I have all of my kids under one roof. Yeah. It's the one year I cook. One day of the, it's <laughs> the the one, d- one day, a <laughs> the one day of the year that I cook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clarify. Yeah. I don't, I love Thanksgiving because it's not about the presents. It's not about, and I love Christmas and I love the, I love most every holiday, but it's more about, it's just about spending time with each other, whether it's family or the family you've created or it's friends or wherever. I mean, Friendsgiving has become a really popular thing. Well, and I feel like it's the one day of year you can just eat. And not feel guilty. <laughs> That's right. Right. So right. It, it is really, seriously, my favorite holiday of the year. Oh, I love that. Well, so what are some fun facts about Thanksgiving? What did you pull up? So I was looking into that because um, I think it's important that we kind of share some of that before we get into the essence of our episode. But yeah, so a couple of fun facts. It's the biggest travel day of the year. Okay. Why? Because we are usually traveling to see our family, to spend time with family, which kind of goes into what we just talked about. They say the average person travels at least 50 miles and over 4 million people travel by plane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's a lot. Um, Thanksgiving – the first Thanksgiving took place in 1621. It's another big moment is that every year the president pardons a turkey, and oh, that's been that's going right. on since 1947. That's right. Okay, so 1947 is when that tradition started, huh? Over 280 million turkeys are eaten a year. Oh my gosh. I know. I don't, I don't know if we want to focus on that, but that's a thing. Did you know that the wishbone tradition started before Thanksgiving? Oh, really? Do you guys do the wishbone? We do. You do? So who, yeah. gets, who gets to do it? And how do you decide? Oh, we haven't done it. And we have we do it, but we haven't done it lately. Um, but I know when I was growing up, I don't recall how it was decided. Whoever wanted to do it, it just seemed like there was always somebody who wanted to do it. How do you, do you just guys decide there? it? It's usually me with one of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your so tradition. So it's like, it's my yeah. tradition. Yeah. So I'm always looking for the wishbone. And then you have to let it dry out. Yeah. And then... Yeah. You get to kind of... So what were some of your traditions growing up? Because I know my mom would always do the bone, like boil the bone, taking everything off, but to make soup... To make the gravy. And to make... Yeah. To gravy. But then, yeah. And she would take the gizzard and all that other stuff and... So I just remember that Thanksgiving morning, my mom and the whole family, all my aunts and everyone were cooking from like 6 a.m. Yeah. And we would eat like we always we we're I mean, Hispanic, we like eat at the end of the day because a lot of uh-huh. people eat like at one or two and we were eating at six. So it literally yeah. took them all day. Wow. And I remember my first Thanksgiving in my twenties. I decided um when Todd and I were married, I'm starting my own tradition. I want Thanksgiving to be at my house every year. Uh-huh. And so I'm gonna cook it. And I think I did the first year, first couple of years, you know, I was ready by one. I thought, what? <laughs> what is this whole day thing about? Why is it taking everybody all day to make Thanksgiving dinner? But I was probably not making the homemade stuff. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. So. so with that, though, so you talked Hispanic, you said Mexican, like Mexican yeah. dinner. Yeah. Did you guys do something different? Was there a t- different tradition or did you do the turkey Stuffing, gravy, yeah. So, okay, old traditional, but we always had some chili. There's always, you know, hot chili to go with it. Um, In fact, my mom, when she comes for Thanksgiving, she brings it. Uh So, it's uh, just kind of have a little bit of that with. um, Oh, I love how we used to have it. But you know, that's another fact that Thanksgiving traditionally is pretty much your staples, which yeah, your turkey, your mashed potatoes, your stuffing. So, not much has changed over the years from what they're saying that it's pretty much the staples. Yeah. And it's been really interesting for me because, you know, we grew up out in the West and Scott grew up in the South, basically. He's got a Southern flair. And so there's a difference between um, what kind of pies you like. Do you have rolls or cornbread? Their stuffing is different. So is it cornbread based? Is it sourdough? I mean, there's so many different So what do you guys do? Um, We've kind of rotated. We've done a few different things, but I'm kind of now getting to be (laughs) not wanting to spend, we've talked about this, not wanting to spend so much time in the kitchen and cleaning, even though Scott does the the majority of the cooking, I do everything else. You do all the cleanup. So, um, well, it's cleanup, but it's also all the prep and I'll help with some of the dishes, sweet potatoes or whatever. And then I feel like you end up cleaning up for so long and you're not enjoying spending the time with the family. So I want to try and find a different hybrid this year where we can accomplish all of it. So I heard someone say that you can go to Harmon's and have your whole Thanksgiving and just pick it up. Yeah. Well, we have started and we're probably going to do it again this year. Costco has the best mashed potatoes. They are to die for. So we're probably going to do Costco mashed potatoes. So, Okay. Okay, so... That's one. Have you started a new tradition in the last, what, five, eight years? I would say yes. Started a new tradition because since I have been with Scott, we do Thanksgiving every year. So he's got his girls every year for Thanksgiving. So we are always cooking and having Thanksgiving. And I think the biggest thing is we do the turkey trot. Our Cottonwood Heights Rec Center, they put on a turkey trot. So we get up, all of us get up and go do the turkey trot every year. That's awesome. It's great. Except for one year, it was raining, and I just kind of said, no, I'm good. I don't need to I'm go to i going to stay sleep. here and cook. I'm going to cook. Yeah. Which is, you know, Deanna would say, I'm going to do the cooking. Yeah. But I would say that's the tradition that's we have one. started doing is now, and I love the football games on. I love the smells. I just, I want to focus more on spending the time with all the kids, with the family, the grandkids, playing games, doing whatever. Just more quality time. Yeah. So we started a new tradition just a few years ago where – we have everyone that comes over brings a homemade pie. Oh, yeah. And then we do a blindfolded pie eating <laughs> contest. So we okay. grade it. And then whoever wins gets to call their winner shot for the next year that they have to try to beat. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's been a fun tradition with the kids. That is really cool. Yeah. Okay. So if you're doing the wishbone, you could tie that into the pie, right? Whoever had the favorite pie. There you go. That's my new way you of determining hey. who gets to do the wishbone with me. We did, and this will lead into a big part of our topic today, is there is a company that they supply a turkey and they supply feathers. And the whole week of Thanksgiving, you actually write what you're grateful for. And by the end of, actually by the week, and they raise money to help go to people who need food, food banks. And I'm not exactly sure where I should find this information out. Who does this? Um, it is incredible. That's a great, and it's, a great tradition. It's so great. The problem with the feathers is if you don't have people, if you're empty nesting, you don't have everybody there to write on the feathers all week. But you can do it to where when everybody comes that day, you could have everybody come in and write something on a feather and then you fill it so all the feathers are on the back of the turkey. And then while you're eating dinner or after dinner, you can start the practice of who is grateful for what? Everybody read your feather or you can read each other's feather. And um, it's pretty cool. And then the proceeds go back. I gave several away one year because I just thought it was such a powerful message of as we're going to talk about the power of gratitude today. So. So we talk about around Thanksgiving, people tend to start hyper-focusing on what they're grateful for and thankful for. And they even have what the, how many days before Thanksgiving and they do the month of November oh, yeah. where you're practicing all your gratitudes. And you and I talk about, I think it's amazing that that's a part of our year that we do that, but how mm-hmm. important and how life-changing could it be if we incorporated that gratitude throughout the year? Yeah, for sure. Well, I will say I started the practice of gratitude many, many years ago actually, but then what really motivated me to writing it down was when Oprah had on The Author of Simple Abundance. Um and I know a lot of people probably saw that, millions of people saw that episode and I still have the book today. Here's my, <laughs> you know, it it's it's such a it holds such a special place in my heart because my aunt Rosemary, who's no longer here, gave me that book in oh, my 20s. Really? And It was such a life-changing book for me as well. So I still have it today. It sits in my nightstand. And it's just, I think, such a great book. And if you're someone who doesn't understand the benefits or know how to practice abundance and gratitude, it's a perfect book to start that process. Yeah. I think it's so powerful because we don't often understand the, the true power of gratitude. And sometimes you're in the thick of the worst of the worst. And you sit there and go, "Okay, what do I have to be grateful for? And I think the true power comes in. There's always something to be grateful for. And a lot of times it's when you hear somebody else's story, you're like, well, mine's not that bad. Right. And that's just from the place I came from growing up. It was always I would look at something else and go, oh, my gosh, I didn't have to deal with that. I'm so grateful that I had this. But when she came out, of course, reading books like The Law of Attraction, which is so powerful, really understanding when you make it a part of who you are every day. And I know sometimes it can be hard. But I truly believe you are a happier person. Bad things are still going to happen. But you have to learn to live in a place of abundance versus scarcity. I just I believe in it because what you put out there comes back. And once you write it down, though, I never started doing that. And then I got the Simple Abundance Journal of Gratitude. And then I started the practice of actually writing something down. And it was it, it's life changing. Well, I want to talk about that practice, but I want to go back to the author of the of the yes. book because Oprah recently had her on her yeah. show because she actually had to practice this after the book was launched. She made millions overnight. Yeah, her life changed, like, ridiculously changed. And then years later, she lost it all. Yeah, she got divorced. She lost everything financially. And so I think Oprah brought her in to talk about her book and how that practice helped her maintain, or at least not maintain is not the right word, but how she moved forward with that. And it yeah. was the practices that she had written about that helped her to be more mindful and show gratitude. And she said it was hard. It was hard yeah. work, but she did live it, breathe it. And it did help her kind of reevaluate her life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really powerful. And I will say you, you have to work with a lot of, you're over a lot of employees. And I know in coaching and different agents, and we do, we definitely follow the the law of abundance and and versus scarcity. But the thing that comes into mind is what I didn't realize is some people have a really hard time practicing gratitude. And what I mean by that, they're not ungrateful people. So Scott's a perfect example. When we started doing it, he would say, well, okay, I'm grateful for my Family, I'm grateful for you know, and he was like, That's I'm good. He had a really hard time wrapping his head around. Um, I'm grateful that I have a snowblower so I can snow plow my driveway. He he just really had a hard time putting his head around that. Well, yeah, I got a snowblower, like it's not but he didn't realize the power and it took him some time and we also kind of tied it to um affirmations. So let's just say there's something that you don't have that you're really wanting. You know, what you put out there comes back. So the more you give, the more you get. So be careful. Words are powerful. What are you putting out there that you maybe want more of? And I think you have to come from a genuine place, but. Um, starting to kind of tie those two together. So like I'm working on a goal. Maybe it's a fitness goal. I'm grateful that I can physically work out four to five days a week and I'm seeing the results, right? So you're kind of tying an affirmation together with a gratitude. You may not see the results that you're wanting yet, but you're putting it out there. And then pretty soon you're going to start seeing it. Well, I think you're right. You know, going back to Scott, really dialing it in, being specific. But when you really start to put, pen to paper yeah. and, and and thinking, what am I grateful for? We, we all know we're grateful for our families. We're grateful that we have a home. Yeah. We're grateful that we have a job. But I think if you really spend the time meditating um, or just being in a quiet place where you can be more specific and practice writing down, maybe it's three things a day. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people that this is part of their routine. It's oh, yeah. something they do every day. And yeah. so- are you writing the same thing every day? And how are you really able to, you know, I start to identify some of the things that, you know, so you're not on this repetitive? So, what, give, give me an example. Like, what does that look like for you? Cause I know this for is me. a practice you do. Yeah, I do it every day and I've, I've kind of shifted. So, I write it. I actually like to write it because and date it because then I can go back and read which that's the powerful thing is you go back and go, oh my gosh. And then you find that some things came to fruition and and it's a little surprising. And other times it is hard to come up with a gratitude. You might be having a day where I'm off. I mean, we all have those. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm grateful I had a good night's sleep. And I've switched. I've done gratitudes in the morning, trying to set the tone for the day. And I've done gratitudes at night. And it just depends on whoever you are and what your rhythm is. Uh, Everybody has their own rhythm. I still am more uh, I'm more productive in the morning and I want to start my day off that way. Um, but there's an app I've been trying. So if you have the calm app, there's a section in there where you can go, how are you feeling? And you can actually put in your gratitudes and it's really cool. The only thing is, is I haven't figured out how to go in and like read the past. Oh, okay. So I have a gratitude journal at home. I have a gratitude journal at the office because if I don't have time in the morning, at home, I will do it when I get to the office and I'll just write down a couple of things. So how I put it into play is during COVID, I kept saying, I'm so grateful that I am staying healthy and that I am strong. Now, I don't know, you know, I'm putting it out there. Right. Uh, and I go deep. I get really specific and it's taken time to learn how to get really specific. But for me, it it helps. Well, and I like how you said you can change it with you know, a morning routine or an evening routine, because if you wake up in the morning and maybe you just, you're not in that headspace. Yeah. But then at night, it might be easier to say, I am grateful that I was able to shower today. Yeah. Make it to work. (laughs) It's (laughs) so true. Dinner was ready when I got home. Whatever, right? (laughs) It's true. So then you have some things that you can, there's some wins. It helps you really identify some wins. I think we tend to get through our day and we don't focus on some of the wins that we had that day. For sure. And that can, like, that's a mind shift. Yeah. You can't not start to write down your wins or your gratitude and not have somewhat of a tweak happen in your mind shift. Yeah. So I think mean, there's, you know, there there are scientific stuff that has been done, evaluations that have been done with people that, you know, practice a gratitude routine. Yeah. It helps with mental health. Oh, it's huge. And I've got this article right here. This is out of the Greater Good magazine, which is a science-based insight for a meaningful life. And they did a pretty in-depth study, but I'm going to give you the takeaways. Number one, gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. Boy, isn't that true? And and it's the more positive, you know, you hear it all the time. The more positive you are, if you let negative in, it just, it's like a cancer. Two, gratitude helps even if you don't share it. And the power of that is, Even if you're just grateful and you're not sharing with anybody what it does to your well-being and getting back to your mental health. Um, And here's the other thing. Gratitude's benefits take time. It's not like, okay, today I'm grateful and then tomorrow I'm going to see a benefit from it. It's a way of living. It's a way of being, I truly believe. And then gratitude has lasting effects on the brain. So they did this study with MRI research, and I won't get into all the details of it because it's pretty extensive, but they actually showed um, the difference from those who showed gratitude, this is over a three-month period versus those that didn't. And it was um, found that the participants who felt more grateful, their brain activity was distinct from those who did not. So that's a pretty big, I mean, those are pretty telling yeah. signs. Well, when, when you talk about the practice of it and you start the process and you are struggling with writing down yeah. you know, three things that you're grateful for, I would... Expect that if you, after you've done it for, what is it, 21 days to create a habit. They say, yeah. So after 21 days, I would imagine the more you write down what you're grateful for, the more you realize the stuff that you have that make you grateful. Yeah. I mean, I would think that just opens up this window and door of, oh, those are things I hadn't even thought about. And now because this practice is in place, you start realizing all of the things that you can be grateful for. Yeah. And I think it comes with your relationships. So it's easy to focus on all the negative things about, let's say, our spouse. Sometimes it's easy to go, oh, my gosh, they're driving me crazy. And we focus on things that are bugging us versus the things that we're so grateful for them for. And the more we express the gratitude, I'm so grateful that Scott cooks dinner and likes to cook and that I don't have to worry about cooking every day. If I had to go back. To cooking every day, it would be takeout or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like And there's so many simple things. And I would challenge anybody who, in your darkest time, when you're the most frustrated or hurt or whatever mood that you just feel like you can't do anything, if you just one little thing just find something to be grateful for, it instills hope. It really ignites your soul to look at things to be grateful for versus right. focusing on everything that could be wrong. Okay, so... We're thinking that we're going to incorporate this, someone like me, who this is not a daily practice for, but I'm inspired. Some things that we can do to start this practice. You know, one of them was when you're saying thank you. Yeah. And instead of it being just this automatic default response, sit for a minute before you say it. Why are you thankful? What is it that was done or the person and really process in your mind for that few minutes and then say thank you. Okay. And what a great practice so it's just not this automatic thank you. Yeah. You know what did that person do for you? So I'm going to give you an example. So just about okay. an hour ago, Scott went shopping <laughs> and he was loading the fridge with the groceries. Uh-huh. And so for us to be able to say I'm saying ask because yeah. I'm probably going to benefit. <laughs> You are. One of the nights at dinner uh-huh. while we're recording, you know, saying thank you, you know, that he took the time to go to the grocery store, but not just automatic thanks because it's something he does all the time, but really yeah. being mindful of it. Yeah. I thought that was a great I like that a practice. Lot. The other one is keeping a gratitude journal, which you talked about. And if you don't know what... To be thankful for. There are a lot of topics that, you can, um, yeah. that are automatic in the journal that you can practice with. They also talk about remembering the bad, which is interesting because we're talking about being positive, but it's like we talked about having perspective. If we remember the bad, then yeah. it gives contrast and we need that contrast so that we can be grateful. And it allows us to see how far we've come. I think that's powerful. You said that earlier, and I think that is so powerful. And I want to get back just to the, the gratitude journal for a minute. If it's new and uncomfortable, I mean, even if you just start by saying things like, okay, this morning I'm getting ready and I'm going to be thankful for one or two things. Just that sheer little act of doing one or two things makes a difference. But in the gratitude journal that I bought, Claire, back then, um, I use I buy little books because I love books. I love to write And so I wanted something pretty, but this one, there's a couple, there's quotes all throughout it. So I love it because it says, let your heart be awakened to the transforming power of gratefulness. And so I think it's just a way to start because like you were saying, it's just that it's just that exercise and it takes 1 minute or less like truly i mean sometimes i can have a ton of things that i focus on the fact that i have a warm house and and when it's snowing outside i'm so grateful for a fire but sometimes it's definitely more in depth i'm grateful i have dear friends that i can actually talk about real life stuff with my children when you're raising kids Being grateful. And that was a struggle for me because I was doing this practice then, but sometimes it was so easy to get down that path of they're driving me crazy. This is so stressful. I wish I would have focused a little bit more on what I was grateful for. I was always grateful for things, but you know, it's, it works in all areas of your life. Well, it's a constant learning and process and growing and we're just gonna add one more thing to our list of things that make us better. <laughs> That's right. The new you in twenty two, <laughs> right? Twenty two. So with that, yeah, with that. I wanna talk about this year. Okay. We this episode is going to be the last episode of 2021. And so along the lines of gratefulness, this project was a big deal for us and yeah. you know, we we get to kind of check that off of our list of things that we had as goals to do this year. Yeah. So I'm proud of us that we did that. We did it. I'm grateful that I have an amazing co-host that I get to share this experience with. I'm grateful for all of the episodes because I feel like every episode we've learned so much. Yeah, so true. I'm grateful that we learned um, our computers are not a great recording device. (laughs) And that we bought a recorder that has taken us up a notch as far as sounding professional. I'm grateful that we learned how to hold our phones when we're doing... (laughs) our our videos, that we bought the equipment to help us do that. Yeah. So yeah, what about you? Well, ditto to everything you said. I'm grateful (laughs) for all of it. We have had an incredible... First season. I mean, it's been with all the guests and just the the variety of topics, right? And we're so excited because season two is full of another wide variety already. And as I mentioned just a minute ago, we are focusing on a new you in 22, and we are going to bring some incredible guests to you. I think some are going to be surprising, insightful, inspiring, um, uplifting, deep dives into a lot of different conversations. So it's really going to be great, but we really hope you You take this time from Thanksgiving through the end of the year to really find your gratitude, what you have to be grateful for. We hope you get all the abundance of your family, time with your friends, whatever your heart is desiring. We just wish you all the best. And we can't thank you enough for listening to our podcast, for sharing it, following us. It's just, it's been a blessing. It's been a journey. And so in case you missed that, we will not have any episodes dropping in December because we are prepping for the launch in January. So you have a lot of time. You can binge all of the episodes so that you're ready for the new you in 22. And while you know we're wrapping up our gratitude, we want to be grateful for, or we don't want to be grateful for, we are grateful for Alexis, yes. our podcast manager, yes. and Sanya, our social media manager, Absolutely. who have just done amazing work to help us make and put out amazing episodes. Oh yeah, they're amazing. So we're so grateful for both of them. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you think someone could benefit, please share. If there's a conversation you think we should be having or a topic that resonated with you, please let us know. You can engage and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Pieces of a Woman Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you listen to us on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and a comment.